Due to the mature content of this program, listener's discretion is advised. Thanks for tuning back into the Depth of Darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your hosts. I'm Mandy. An unretired major, Hugh Jess, coming at you in your face. <laughs> All right. So, as promised, in anticipation of Halloween, wanted to give you something real special. Vampires! <laughs> Vampires are one of my ultimate favorite folklore beans. And I actually, honestly... I think they could be real. Not so much like the Twilight version or like that beautified version of vampires. I think they're like actual beings. I think if they don't still exist, they existed at one point. I mean, people's imagination can only go so far, you know? So, but that's our topic for today vampires. So, I'm going to start off with the definition and some historical background on vampires. And then we're going to dive into, you know, our opinions on it. And some pop culture references to the beloved vampire creature. So, Word. according, and I, resu- I I go to Wikipedia quite often. I know it's not always accurate, but for this it pretty much is. I fact-checked it, so there's that. <laughs> so, according to Wikipedia, a vampire is a being from folklore that subsists by feeding on the vital force, generally in the form of blood, of the living. There's other ways that vampires apparently can feed off of beans, which could be blood, could be energy, could be emotions, could be anything. You know, it's not just blood, according to people who nowadays claim they're vampires. But we'll get into that in a bit. Um, Back to Wikipedia. In European folklore, vampires were undead beings that often visited loved ones and caused mischief or deaths in the neighborhoods they inhabited while they were alive. So they just came back to stir shit up in their hometowns, basically. They're little little devils. They wore shrouds and were often described as bloated and of ruddy or dark countenance, markedly different from today's gaunt, pale vampire, which dates from the early 19th century. So that look that Nosferatu has, that's a newer view of vampires. So... Apparently in the, the Yeah, that's a classic. But apparently back, you know, in the olden days, even before Nosferatu, they believed they were like these bloated, ugly, almost dark, like they'd been sitting in water for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of look more like the uh, Mr. Hyde character. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> vampiric entities have been recorded in most cultures. So that in itself you know, reiterates my belief in the fact that vampires are or could have been real at one point in time. Uh, The term vampire was popularized in Western Europe after reports of an 18th century mass hysteria of a pre-existing folk belief in the Balkans and Eastern Europe that in some cases resulted in corpses being staked and people being accused of vampirism. And I've heard articles like stories about back in the olden days, historians are, uh, who are those people that like study remains of things archaeologists no no no, no. uh paleontologist uh, anthropologist isn't it a- anthropology yeah 
anthropologists. So the people that were anthropologists, if that's the correct term, (laughs) they dug up a lot of these remains or they would study this specific topic. And it's really sad. They would find all these bodies that had stakes driven through the heart or just basically desecrated the corpse that's what these people found um, because the people back in the day assumed those people to be vampires and more than likely they just had a disease or they were sick or you know something was wrong because obviously back then they weren't medically advanced like we are today so people relied a lot on superstition versus medicine so it's, it's kind of sad and oftentimes it would be they they found some children so that's sad too but yeah going back to wikipedia here In modern times, the vampire is generally held to be a fictitious entity, although belief in similar vampire creatures, such as the chupacabra, still persists in some cultures. Which, yeah, that could be real. Kind of. That, I think, ties more into werewolf, probably, versus a vampire. But I guess the blood-sucking, I don't know. Early folk belief in vampires has sometimes been ascribed to the ignorance of the body's process of decomposition. Kind of like what I was saying. They mistook... Uh, diseases and then actually the process of decomposition your body goes through stages after it dies uh, the rigor mortis the um, uh, what is the word I'm thinking of where you bulge <laughs> oh. your body bloating. bloats basically yeah, yeah bloating um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah people do they they do uh, relieve their bowels upon death. Yeah. All it excretes from their pores and everything. So in um, opportune times. Ugh, yeah. Ick. The decomposition after death and how people in pre-industrial societies try to rationalize this, creating the figure of vampire to explain the mysteries of death. So again, they weren't medically inclined. They were out of date. They didn't know, you know, what happens when you die. They purely went off a of superstition. So that's kind of a brief history of how vampirism originated, like the folklore behind it. So moving on from Wikipedia, the trusted source that we all learn to love, I am now going to an article from Live Science, and it's also discussing vampires. So according to the article, and I will leave the link below if you desire to take a gander, uh, according to Matthew Beresford, the author of The Demons to Dracula, The Creation of the Modern Vampire Myth, He notes that there are clear foundations for the vampire in the ancient world, and it is impossible to prove that the myth first arose. There are suggestions that the vampire was born out of sorcery in ancient Egypt, a demon summoned into this world from some other. There are many variations of vampires from around the world, which we already know, from uh, Slovakia to Romania to, you know, basically every single country or place within the world has some sort of variation of a vampire type beam, whether it's like a genie or, um, well, my voice cracked, (laughs) a genie or uh, like some sort of demon creature. But apparently in the Asian Asian cultures, there's the Asian vampires such as the Chinese uh, Chongxi, I think is how they pronounce it. Uh, and they're evil spirits that attack people and drain their life energy. And then the blood-drinking wrathful deities that appear in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. That's just to mention a few. So, okay. yeah. So, I mean, there are different uh, theories and myths behind vampires, and a lot of them are very cool. So, I mean, we're not going to touch on every single one. I mean, that's just a few, a little tidbit, so you guys can do your own research. But it's definitely fun to learn about different myths behind vampires in, you know, correspondence to the Western view. Obviously, there are some 
identifying characteristics of vampires that have accumulated over the years. So according to that same article in Live Science, holy water and sunlight are said to repel or kill some vampires, but not others. So sunlight might, you know, might hurt one, but might give the other power. Who knows? Um, But the one universal characteristic of a vampire is the draining of a vital bodily fluid, generally blood. Ew, a bodily fluid. Can you imagine if instead of blood, they drained like diarrhea or pee? (laughs) (laughs) It's a little harder to get at that, I I guess, unless the the party, (laughs) the donating party is willing. But, you know, then we're getting back into that whole anal probe UFO thing. Yeah. I don't know if we want to go there again. I mean, it might be good for somebody suffering diarrhea from Taco Bell. I'll be like, oh, drain yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, that, would, that would be Ew. something. Sick. I've never met somebody who identifies as a vampire who claims they feed off of that. There's people who drink blood and people who feed off energy or emotions, but never met anybody off of any other bodily fluid besides blood. Hope to God. Jeez. Maybe people that are into weird fetishes. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Although I've met plenty of people in real life that seem to eat shit a lot. (laughs) Quite literally. But yeah, one of the reasons that vampires make such successful literary figures is that they have a rich and varied history and folklore. You know, which noted, there's different variations of folklore behind the story of vampires. Some people actually believe they're real. I'm one of them. Don't pass judgment. I don't know if they still exist, but I do believe at some point in time, some sort of creature, you know, existed. Well, so I mean, I yeah, I also, there's there's no doubt about that because they have found in some bodies that were dug up. I don't know the reasons behind digging them up, but. In mm-hmm. old cemeteries of Eastern Europe, you know, they've found some of these skeletons with iron rods driven through an area in their chest, which would suggest it was through the heart. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there there had to be a reason for that. Yeah. Or it could have been going back to what I mentioned before about the superstitious people who, based, based on them not knowing the steps of decomposition after you die... They assumed, oh, this person's bloating. Oh, they're secreting fluids out of their body after death. They, yeah. You know, and also you have a buildup of gas when you die. So it might look like the person's breathing or moving. You know, the pressure might push them upwards. And, you know, the people assumed, oh, my God, they're still alive. They must be a vampire. Yeah. So uh, to people try and prevent that. In, yeah, they've sat yeah. up in coffins and stuff in the past. Yeah. Uh, so then based on that, they would drive a stake or, as you said, like a metal rod through the heart trying to kill the said vampire but yeah lots of different theories and i think that's what makes vampires so fun is that there's so many different views so many different cultures that reference vampires so i mean there's got to be some truth behind it now that's just a speculation everybody don't come at me but in my opinion i think at some point in time if not still present there is or was a being like a vampire now i don't as i said i don't believe in the whole uh, Vampire Diaries or uh, what's that movie? Twilight. That version of a vampire. My preferred version is like a like a predator. They're creepy. They're scary. They're ferocious. They're, they're brutal. Um, the movie that I personally believe a vampire would be more so like is the movie 30 Days a Night, which I know, I know you haven't seen it, Hugh, but it's really good. I recommend you see it. It's a very bloody vampire movie. It's about in Alaska where they go through a month of darkness, basically. 
obviously another belief of identifying features of a vampire is they don't want to be exposed to sunlight and obviously in darkness it's the perfect time to attack your prey in the movie 30 days a night believe the vampires attack alaska during those 30 days a night <laughs> and they look very creepy they have like blacked out eyes shark-like fangs like just a mouthful of razor sharp teeth they look like demo- demonic beings like they're very frightening and there's one scene that sticks out where this girl they're basically trying to lure other people out by using her as bait basically but they end up killing her they use her like as a ragdoll they attack her and sit there like scratching her up and then they kill her um, because they're trying to provoke people who they know are still alive and they're trying to get them out so they can attack them and eat them and devour them so these vampires don't just bite your neck and suck your blood they like rip your whole head off they're vicious (laughs) but in this one scene the girl's like god help me and the vampire looks around and then he looks at her and he's like god no god and it's like oh it just instills like so much fear and uh like hopelessness that this powerful being is looking the girl right in the face telling her like she she has no hope she's gonna get ripped to shreds and you just feel like you feel like pity for her you're like oh man she's gonna die she's gonna die brutally (laughs) there's no hope but the movie is great. It's it's a great depiction of a vampire. It's a different take because most vampires in today's, they either look like Nosferatu or Dracula or they look like the Twilight or Vampire Diaries depiction of a vampire. So you either have like kind of that pale skinned, long limbs, wears a cape, that type of vampire, or you have a real pretty boy, beautiful, majestic creature like Vampire Diaries or Twilight. And Lost that's... Boy. No. Yeah, or, or Lost Boys. So that's why I really like uh, 30 Days a Night, because they give you a different view of that creepy creature, and that's what I think it would be more so like. So that's uh, that's what i got to say about vampires. Got a lot more well, to say. Maybe we'll do a part two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep well, going. Well, many of the things that interest me about uh, the vampires is basically the Count Dracula angle. And, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure was everybody's first taste of vampires. Oh, uh, yeah. You either get to see Bella Lugosi playing him in the 1931 hit, mm-hmm. uh, Dracula, or maybe even Max Schreck from the 1922 silent version, uh, Nosferatu, which That's me and my you favorite. About. That's pretty creepy and good. I like it. I just saw it the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter which one you see. They all have a creepy kind of overtone to it. Uh, Christopher yeah. Lee played, you know, uh, was a pretty scary version of uh, Dracula. And I believe mm-hmm. he pretty much did that in the 60s. Uh, he mm-hmm. was more of a 50, late 50s, early 60s guy. Him and Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing being uh, Van Helsing. Chasing Ooh. him around with a hammer and a stake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just, uh, I guess I always go back to Bella Lugosi because yeah. when I was a kid, that was the one. That was the one that was on TV every mm-hmm. Halloween. Uh, you know, they they'd always show the original Dracula, which was a serious uh, horror movie, which in today's world would be very tame. But mm-hmm. um, back in the day, it scared the hell out of people. And, yeah. Um, and, and then also there was the uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and he was in that. They had all the mm-hmm. favorites in that one. They had, like, uh, 
Lon Chaney Jr. playing the werewolf and, uh, you know, uh, I believe his name was Larry Talbot, I think, the character that changed mm-hmm. into the werewolf. And then you had Lon Chaney, or uh, excuse me, you had Bela Lugosi as Dracula. Yeah. And I can't remember who played Frankenstein in that. It might have been Boris Karloff, which would have been the original guy for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's a fun movie. Uh they're all they're all good. They're all interesting. Um, the one that uh, Gary Oldman, where he played Dracula back in the early '90s, that's a really good movie too. It kind of it kind of takes a guy from uh, Romania and smears him a little bit, though. Uh, Vlad the Impaler, Vlad Tepes, mm-hmm. uh, is the man in that movie. They claimed that turned out to become Dracula, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of turning. A hero into a villain because he's a hero in that country you know right. a, a great warrior and uh, <laughs> then they change him into this you know menace uh, yeah so but that, it's all strange but I, I being this the Halloween season coming up uh, everybody should want to check out these types of movies uh, yeah Dracula and uh, the werewolf the wolfman Check them out because they're a lot of fun. Uh, good times. I really <laughs> like them. There was one other thing I wanted to mention. When it came to the book, I believe that was written, Dracula was written by Bram Stoker. And that mm-hmm. was in the late 1890s. But it wasn't the first book. There was another book written by someone else. Um, I'm trying to remember who that was. I wish I had that right at my fingertips. Sorry about that. But uh, it was like in the 1820s, an original mm-hmm. book on vampires. And uh, that was the one that was written that kind of uh, set the tone for future books. Mm-hmm. And Bram Stoker's being the most famous. Not, not just watching movies, but actually reading books is good for you folks. Uh, <laughs> get out there and read a book. Learn something. Legit. Your butt. That that's pretty much it for me. I I just wanted to chime in with my favorite uh, movies there: Nosferatu and Dracula. Those yeah. are awesome movies. Yeah, and I also wanted to note: I'm not downplaying Vampire Diaries or Twilight. I, I personally love Vampire Diaries. Uh, I've never watched Twilight. I'll I'll admit it. I really don't have a desire to, <laughs> but uh, Vampire Diaries was good. I, I enjoyed it. If you're into kind of like that tween kind of like one tree hill type show lovey-dovey cutesy but it's also it's very good the the plot's very good but i just don't think real vampires would be like that i don't think they'll be pretty i think they'll be terrifying one thing that i do think could be plausible from vampire diaries is that they're able to basically mind control um they their eyes are able to hypnotize by looking at the person at the victim they hypnotize the person basically and that's how they can control the person to be like a a donor they'll just sit there and feed off of them when needed and i think that could be likely that could be a you know an evolutionary uh trait that vampires might have maybe they're shapeshifters maybe they can change out of their creepy form into a beautiful form it might be possible but as an actual being i don't think they're beautiful i think they're more terrifying kind of like the the 30 days a night so that's just my take on it you know everybody has different opinions so i think they try to put a pretty face on a lot of historic creatures 
Yeah. You know, uh, they will always look for the the prettiness to kind of overcome the horror of it. But right, you know, I, I'm with you. I don't think it's. I don't think they wear makeup or <laughs> lipstick or anything like that. I think they're out there and, and digging it. Nah. So, that's that's that. On the DL, I would not mind being a vampire. <laughs> I mean, if 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 I was a mythological creature. I, I would, I would hands down choose vampire over like werewolf or mermaid. You know, I would mm. love to be a vampire because one, I mean, you get immortality, you get to live forever. Um, you're, you're never going to run short of food. You could drink blood from animals, from people, from whatever. You know, you just got it going. You get to live through no. history. <laughs> Sounds like you've given this a lot of thought. Oh yeah. The only thing though. <laughs> Is I would want to ensure that all of my loved ones were in it with me. If not, then there'd be no point. Because what's the point of living immortally, you know, being immortal, living forever, and not being able to share it with your loved ones, watching them die, watching all of the people you interact with die. So that's the only thing that would I wouldn't do it. But otherwise, if we were all involved, you know, everybody in my family and my close friends, that would be great. So... Yeah, that's all we have today for vampires. We might do a part two. Might. We might. Yeah. Just go dive deep a little bit more into vampires. Different theories yeah. from around the world. You know, different different concepts. But definitely leading up to Halloween, we want to give everybody different topics yeah. that are creepy. Yeah. Even yeah. though that's what we're based yeah. on. Yeah. Good. Yeah, cre- creepy topics. Um, I'm excited for our next episode. Be prepared. We're not going to tell you what it is. It's always a surprise with us. Always. But then it's kind of predictable. <laughs> we kind of give we give hints. So, anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time. Bye! Goodbye! Hey there, listeners. Is a busy schedule, countless work hours, or just life in general getting in the way of a good read? Well, we've got something special for you. Thanks to our sponsor and partner, Audible, all of you can get a free, yes, that's right, free audiobook if you sign up for Audible's monthly audiobook subscription and use our link in the description box below or visit http colon double forward slash www.audibletrial.com forward slash depth of darkness. You'll not only have access to thousands of amazing audiobooks at an insanely good price, but you'll also be supporting our podcast. It's a win-win for everybody. And if you decide to discontinue the monthly subscription, it's no hassle at all. Audible even lets you keep your free audiobook and other books you have in your library. How awesome is that? So head on over to Audible by clicking the link below and get yourself started off with a free audiobook today.